Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. With the growing demand for online interaction at work, it is important to strengthen our online presence. It's a good thing Glow Prepaid is here to keep you connected with your colleagues without seeing each other in person with Go Plus 99 with Go Work promo. This has a total of 16 gig of data. You can now have 8 gig for all the sites that you need and 8 gig for all your favorite working essential apps like Zoom, Facebook Meeting Rooms, Yahoo Plus Mail, Microsoft Teams, WhatsApp, Viber and Telegram. Not just that, because you also get unlimited texts to all networks valid for 7 days. All you need to do is just grab your mobile phone now, head on to the new Globe One app, Gcash app, or by dialing asterisk 143 hashtag to quickly register on GoPlus99, GoPlus99. Never stop hustling with Globe Prepaid's GoWork promo. Register now. Are you looking for construction products or services? How about real estate? Or maybe you are on the hunt for logistics and shipyard services. If that is the case, I have just the right reliable and quick online marketplace just for you. With their wide categories and merchant partners, Obanana Corp can provide you with excellent services and premium products online without worrying about their performance because with Obanana Corp, they're sure to be a top-notch choice. Worry no more and head on now to Obanana Corp's website and sign up. Hello? Hello? <clears throat> Podcast Network Asia What I learned is that it's always difficult for brands to identify which influencers they need to work with. It's like their number one question for us before. When you run a business, you really have to listen to people. You you, you really want to and as as an pain point new, how can I help you? What problem can I solve for you? And that's where all of the developments came in. Yeah, so doon kami gumawa ng system, the platform, the matching platform. That proved to be, okay, hindi pa sila ready for this. So we launched another development. You know, we expanded in other countries. As in, we were listening lang. I was listening lang. And good evening, good afternoon, good morning from wherever you're watching or listening to me from. Again, this is my podcast, the RJ Ledesma Podcast. Thank you so much for listening Again, it is a little bit of a rainy Tuesday night and uh, good news to everybody, at least a voter registration was extended. So again, I would like to strongly recommend to anybody who has not yet re- ever voted in their lives or this is going to be their first time, please, very crucial election coming up. And at the same time, um, I'm still wearing my cap, my fully vaccinated cap, again, reminding everybody 
as part of the uh, restaurant uh, industry. This is Resto PH, where I proudly belong to the restaurant owners of the Philippines. Uh, I, I run Mercato Central, as you can see uh, from my shirt over here. Uh, we'd appreciate it that if you can continue to support our restaurants right now, especially during these trying times. Again, uh, many of our workers are fully vaccinated to welcome you back into the restaurants again. Uh, we are currently here in Metro Manila at alert level four, which means that we've got 30% alfresco dining and 10%. Uh, you can uh, There's indoor dining at 10%, or I think right now even 20%. Uh, but you've got to be fully vaccinated to dine indoors. So again, please do support our uh, restaurant industry, especially during these trying times. And let's please register to vote. It's been extended to October 31. And with that, again, please welcome to the RJ Ledesma podcast. In this podcast, I interview the country's pioneering business personalities and entrepreneurs to learn more about how they think about business, what are their success secrets when it comes to business, and can we hack those success secrets, how they also innovated their businesses during this pandemic. And let's find out what opportunities do they see emerging during the new normal and even in the next normal. Now, is there a business personality or entrepreneur that you would like me to interview here on the podcast? Please do let me know and drop me a message. We are live right now on Kumu, CBRC TV, Global Pinash TV, and the Bounce Back Network. Tonight, again, another special guest. Uh, we have my very good friend. I've known her for many, many years, but this will be the first time that I will get a better understanding of her business, her business model, and what she is doing to influence the country. My next guest is Ace Gapus, who is the Chief Executive Officer of Blogapalooza, which is the, fin the Philippines' premier influencer marketing company. Now, re recently, Blogapalooza launched it's Influencepreneur Program, right? So that's a portmanteau again, influencer and entrepreneur with the aim of educating and guiding the next generation of content creators. So if you right now are an aspiring or at least a current content creator who wants to up their game, I strongly recommend that you listen to this episode of the RJ Ledesma podcast. Now, recently, he shared that we have tried and tested influencer marketing to be an extremely effective strategy especially in times of uncertainty like right now, as this allows brands and influencers to collaborate and tell stories together, given our current limitations. So apparently, this is a power move that brands should consider more than ever. Now, just how does influencer marketing equate to a power move, especially for a brand in this new normal? Let's find out from my good friend Ace Gapos. Ace, welcome to the show. What is up? Hello, What's good morning, up, good evening. Hello, RJ. Hello to our viewers and listeners. Thanks so much. Mukhang sasabog tayo dito because we're both hosts over here. So, medyo mahirap yan, di ba? You're feeling like, are you the host or are you the one being interviewed? And I guess that's how things are going to be like on this show tonight. But it's going to be a really, really nice conversation. Alam ko na yan. Great, great. And guys, if you've got any questions for Ace, especially with regard to content creation, best time to ask is actually right now. Having said that, uh, right now, I know that you're on the second run of the Influencerpreneur Program. Yeah, yeah. So for those uh, who are interested to join, can they still join? And what's the profile? Do they have to be professional content creators? Can they just be starting off? May age limit by hand? Please share about how people can be part of the Influencer Influencerpreneur Program. 
That is a very good question. Well, the Influencerpreneur Program is being done once every year because we really want to make the batches very, very special. We did the first one last year, 2020, and the second batch is 2021. But if you can, you know, if you also know, you know because you've been a speaker in that, you've been a speaker mm-hmm. mentor in that run of the program, the Influencerpreneur Program really is very, very exclusive. So we want to take the batch maybe on the first one to two weeks of the program, we do a very, very extensive promotion of it three months before launching it. Mm-hmm, so we mm-hmm. really want to make sure that the batch, the classmates in the Influencerpreneur program are really filtered and, you know, walang papasok in the middle of the program. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so the program is now closed. We're preparing oh. for the third run. Yeah, we're preparing for the third run, but we're very, very excited for the things that are in store for the second batch. And uh, I can't wait to tell you about that. So I'm um, excited for this episode. So, so what exactly is the influence, influence, influencer program? What, what, what is it all about? And, mm-hmm. and why will a content creator need it? Right. Yeah. The idea of the influencerpreneur program actually came to me four years ago. Because I wanted to have a program that will train content creators and influencers, not just the creative side of the business, but also the entrepreneur side. Because that's a problem that I see with a lot of content creators. They're so galing, they're so creative, they're so, you know, the ideas just come to them very, very quickly. But when you deal with them on a more, I'd say, businessman-like manner, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. they would need a lot more training in terms of that. So we figured, you know what, why don't we create a program to to help our community members to understand that part of the business so they could perform better as creators. And so we coined the term influencerpreneur for a very rare breed of creators who we believe have the longevity, who will have the longevity in the industry because they're not only creative, they're also entrepreneurial. And parang that's the unicorn of this industry. Those creators are the future of the industry. So they're not only creative, they also can speak business. Okay. So this is the program that you developed uh, for, for together with Mullen Low, right? You developed this program together with them? The second run, yes. We the partnered with Mullen Low Trainer for, for the second run. The first run was very experimental. It was very theoretical. Parang we, we, we just designed a curriculum that we think would fit what the creators would need. So we learned from that. And you know how startups are like naman, diba? We exactly. got something, we learn from it. Iterate, course correct, you know. Correct. Yeah. So um, that's what we did. The first time it was pure, I think this will work, I think this will work. And then we we evaluated coming from that. And we're very lucky to be partnering with Mullen Low Trainer for the second run uh, because they really bring a lot of things to the table. You know, they they bring that agency experience, the mentors, they really bring that to the table. So the second run is a highly improved version. Yeah, you know, we're super looking forward to the third run. I'm very run. excited for your second run. I actually spoke over there. Then I found a lot of interesting personalities over there. Tell me about the different people there. I know that you were telling me uh, there was somebody, a Phil Swiss person attending. He was yes. watching. And then there were some like totally no background at all. Uh, and some, I remember there's even a senior citizen over there. Tell, tell me a bit more because this is this is very curious because when you say content creator, that's a that's a big breadth and depth right there. I mean, hmm. what's content creator for you? YouTube, uh, <laughs> yeah. Instagram, you know, hmm. tell, tell me a bit more. 
well, uh, well, the influencerpreneur batch, second batch, is a very interesting batch, I'd say, because this comprises not only the very seasoned content creators, meaning they they have a lot of experience, they have a lot of followers, but also even the ones that are really just starting out in the space, they're also welcome. So we have people from the Blogger Fam. We call them the Blogapalooza Influencer Community. We call them Blogger Fam, and Blogger Fam come from they come from all over the world. We mm-hmm. have one from Switzerland. There are you know there are Blogger Fam from Batanes, from Tawi Tawi, from wherever in the Philippines. May Blogger Fam talaga, and that's the kind of market that we attract. You know? so people from all over the Philippines and the world for that matter, but people of all. And people of all ages din. Yeah, so we have a senior citizen, we have a doctor, we have an entrepreneur, like a business, like an, like an entrepreneur, she's had her business for like um, perhaps 16 years na raw yata. Very interesting, very interesting. It's a very interesting breed. And nga, because content creators naman, they could come from wherever. You could be old, you could be old naman, hindi naman. You could be more experienced, wiser. You could be young talaga na, you know, nag-aaral ka pa, you do something on the side. It's That's how inclusive we want the Influencerpreneur Program to be. Okay, and having said that, uh, we've got a comment from our friends from Blogapalooza right now wow. saying, yes, our content creators can still level up to hashtag elevate, elevate influence. influence. Okay. Right. Now, having said all that one, I mean, let's, let's put things into perspective. So, you know, everybody's on the same page over here. Um, you know, really, so it's influencer marketing. So it's like you, you're, you are helping people become influential marketers online because hopefully uh, the business model for them will be that if they're able to influence their brands who will be able to secure their services so that they can monetize it, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, that, that's that's the basic idea. And we're going to be discussing that a bit more uh, later mm-hmm. on uh, as, as we really delve into the business model of Blogapalooza. Right. Having said that, I just want to greet over here. Donna Mel Donato is very happy. Uh, with the Influencerpreneur Program. She's saying she loves the mm-hmm. inclusivity of your program right now. I'm very happy to hear that as well. Uh, kudos to you, uh, Ace and, and the Blaga Palooza family. You know? Now, having said all that one, let's take a step back right now. And, you know, some people are coming in right now. Blaga Palooza, what is that all about? Maybe, and to make it easier, no. Uh, like I said, my dad doesn't even, I don't even know if he listens to my, to my podcast, if I put that on Spotify, you know, but then if I was to explain this to my, to my not too techie dad and mom, um, how would I explain what is Blogapalooza all about? Right. Yeah. Well, influencer marketing, it's a very, very new industry, but in a nutshell, it's word of mouth on steroids. Yeah. Word of mouth is very, it's, it's, it's been there since forever, you know. But with the advent of social media and mm-hmm. with the rise of influencers, yung word of mouth mo naging mas mabilis, naging mas efficient. Yeah, before mm-hmm. word of mouth is like, okay, I'm going to talk to, say, five friends. The five friends are going to talk to another five friends and so on, right? But right now, one post, one click, and you're talking to millions. So it's really word of mouth on steroids. And that's basically how influencer marketing works. Right? Instead of speaking with, say, one, one person at a time, you speak with one person and that person can speak on your behalf to millions, to hundred thousands, to thousands even. Right? So that's, that's the reason why I say that influencer marketing is word of mouth on steroids. So if you were to explain it to, say, someone who has never used the internet 
or to to a very young person who is really just learning how to use a gadget. That's right. That's right. Word of mouth on steroids. And having said that, okay, so I understand word of mouth on steroids. So before, let, let me try to try to figure this out. Now, if if we were doing this even pre-social media age, ito yung massively nagbibigay ng flyers, ito ba yung pager? I mean, what, how would you compare this? What would be word of mouth on steroids pre pre social media and then social me- then then <laughs> word of mouth uh social media or digital Hello. marketing it, it was like you know siguro it was like the chismisan of the older times but then when text message was there it was like the group message diba? this is this was how yung mga chain letters became so uso because people mm-hmm. would forward them, oh, forward this to nine of your friends otherwise mamalasin ka you know what i mean diba? but that's Got just that. like the that was like the beginnings of it. People would listen to other people. People will not listen to brands talking about themselves, businesses promoting themselves. No, people would listen to what do my peers say? What does the kapitbahay think? You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And then, and then with the internet rising and people really using the internet massively, it, was, it became that. People were listening to people in the internet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, it was it was really the rise of the influencer phenomenon and the creator economy. And the creator economy, and I think it's mm-hmm. very key, no? Now, mm-hmm. when, I, when I look at Blogapalooza, is Blogapalooza a company? Is that right? That's a company. Yes, we're a corporation, yeah. You're, mm-hmm. you're a corporation. Now, just mm-hmm. to be clear, no, because the way that I often explain to people that there's a difference between setting up a company, a business, and setting up a startup. Because usually when you say you set up a company, it just means that, you know, you're 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 doing business, right? But when yeah. you say startup in particular, there, there are two aspects about what a startup is that makes it a bit different. Which is number one, mm-hmm. it it really leverages technology, right, as part yes. of its uh, foundations or you know or pillars for mm-hmm. growth, and it's, it's also immensely scalable. Um, mm-hmm. Is 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 Blogapalooza a company or is it more like a, a startup in, in in nature? We're a tech-enabled company. So in that regard, we're not a startup startup that has a tech product that sells mm-hmm. by itself. Yeah, maybe perhaps an app, a web-based platform. You know, we're not solely that. We are a, we are a tech-enabled company. So we have processes that are very manual, admittedly. Like right now, we function mostly as an influencer agency and we service a lot of the agencies and the brands. But the servicing is not purely manual so in that in that sense we're able to service more clients at less time so that also makes the costs more efficient for the clients yeah and Mm -hmm. because and because we have technology we're powered by technology we're able Mm -hmm. to leverage on the savings in terms of time and money Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and that's perhaps the reason why you know we're still considered a startup startup but not really an a startup that's like based on the only on a on a single tech product so is, is your is your company the type that also needs uh you know funding uh, funding you know? to grow because I mean, you don't, you don't, it doesn't seem to be are you are you looking to scale that business also as well the way that a startup is looking to scale what what is that what's your path to growth really for a for a company like blog I mean, of course the scaling the growth part it has always been part of the plan, I know, but we're not like, oh, we need to raise this to accomplish this because we've never raised any money. We've mm-hmm. been bootstrapped since day one. And if we wanted to grow, the growth plan before was, if we wanted to grow, we sell more. 
I was very traditional that way because I was scared, RJ. I was very, very mm-hmm. scared to raise money. Coming from the stories of founders that I've met, mm-hmm. I was saying, I was telling myself, wait, am I prepared for this? Parang ang dami ko nang sakit ng ulo, dadagdag pa sa sakit ng ulo yung mga tama, tama. people from outside the company. And back then, I, I welcomed investors, yes, but only if we had the same mindset, if we had the same goals, if we understood, if they understood the business. Pero the business is very new, so not a lot of people understood it. And all of the investors that approached us before, they were only after the money. They were after, you know, they couldn't even offer mentorship. So I was like, mm, probably this is not a good fit. I so see. we've never really raised money. We've never had an investor. It's been really the organic kind of growth. You grow through sales. You go through earnings. Okay. Now, so I have a better grasp right now. No, uh, It's an agency. So it, the way that I think of it is that it's like a talent agency. But what you're managing are influencers. Is that right? We're, a tal- we're, a, we're an influencer aggregator. If you, influencer if you, aggregator. Yeah, we're okay. like an aggregator. So we're not a talent management company per se in the sense that we don't have exclusive talents. Yeah. And it's double-edged, you know. Brands like to work with us. Agencies like to work with us because they believe that we have their best interests in mind because we're not going to push our talents to you. We're going to recommend which which influencers, which talents would be best for anything that you want to accomplish, you know, versus a talent management company that, of course, will definitely push their talents to you because I that's see, their I business, see. right? As for us, you tell us your goals. We'll let you know which talents, which influencers would be best to achieve those goals. So it's kind of double-edged that way. Yeah. Oh. Uh, so ha- having said that, um, what exactly is the business model uh, behind be, behind how you work. I mean, I have I have an idea of how it's mm-hmm. going to work, um, mm-hmm. but then uh, how do you how do I guess how does the company Blogapalooza make money, and how does the influencer who works with you also make uh, make money? Yeah. Okay. Much of the much of the revenues actually come from the agency business. So that's your basic outright service fees, campaign fees, and we usually charge on top of influencer fees. So say, for example, the, the influencer, the creator, the creator tells us, oh, my fees are like this. Okay, got it. So we, you know, we factor in everything that we need to factor and then we add our fees. And then that's the fee that we pass on to clients. And that's basically the meat of the business. Oh. So mm-hmm. your job is really to aggregate all, all of them there together. Can you give me an idea right. of just how many, how many influencers are right now aggregated under Blogapalooza? We have more than 10,000 creators in our community and literally from Batanes to Tawi-Tawi meron tayo dyan. So uh, right now we're the largest community of influencers and content creators. I think everybody in the industry recognizes that naman. Uh, but yun nga, it, it's double-edged. So uh, there are merits to being the largest community because it's easily recognizable. And for the for the creators that want to get into the industry, we're like the top of mind. I want to be part of the blogger fam because the blogger palooza company gives opportunities to to creators like me who's just starting but not only if you're starting diba blogapalooza can also give opportunities to seasoned content creators even celebrities yeah and again yun nga, that's the that's the advantage of being an aggregator diba? there's there's still power in numbers is is there a sort of exclusivity where they need to go uh, straight to blogapalooza or uh, or they can only do work or get uh, or or get brands to contact them through Blogapalooza or can they Wala do that naman. on their own? 
they can do that on their own technically they can uh, we don't have exclusivity contracts uh, because now we don't really exclusively manage talents that's why it's double-edged rj uh you know because because influencers can always choose to do things on their own and and we don't have a hold over them okay yeah. so um having said that so you have about 10,000 uh 10,000 quote unquote yeah. uh, content mm-hmm. creators right mm-hmm. now on your platform mm-hmm. um having said that no i just i want to find out lang, i guess people are also listening here right now especially people who are aspiring or or are our current content creators what is sort of like the vetting process for them to become part of uh, the blog palooza family mm-hmm. i'd like to believe we're very very inclusive so uh, and, and all of us have to start somewhere so um we we're not really we're not really limiting people to join the blogger fam if for example ah meron ka lang 500 followers so hindi ka qualified dito hindi eh because you know 500 in the in the islands of batanes is already very big you know mm-hmm. so we, we don't really limit creators to join us in terms of follower count we also are not very selective in terms of say oh you're not a fashion creator or you're not a travel you're not a food creator even you know we're not there eh. some of them they really write about very very niche things like they write about pets. They write about uh, whatever, you know. They write about cosplay. You know what I mean? So um, we, we are very inclusive in that sense. Uh, okay. So vetting process-wise, in terms of being a member of the blogger fam, wala naman. If you are interested, if you have a dream, if you really have the interest, welcome ka dito. However, there is a very strict vetting process in terms of working with brands. That's mm-hmm. where the vetting process really, really goes, uh, goes into. You know, that's the, that's the selection process already. We we really vet them. Uh, of course, the objective part is there. What are their numbers? What's their engagement rate? Their follower count? Yung mga objective na part of the the process. But there's also the subjective process. Ano naman yon? Okay, we see the quality. Of the content, we see how the the channel looks like. You know, yung mga non-quantitative, technically non-quantitative, pero important in in making a decision if that creator is fit for a campaign. So it's it's two pronged. There's an objective way of selecting, but there's also a subjective way. Also, I mean, na natin, we're in this kind of industry. If mahirap kang katrabaho, people are not gonna want to work with you. Exactly. Exactly. Right? Oh. That's right. And that's the truth. That's the difficult truth. That's the that's the harsh reality, diba? This industry is big but small at the same time, and word gets around. So, you know, sometimes clients would request, oh, I really want to work with this creator. I'm like, are you sure? Because th- these are the risks that we're facing. And it's up to you to decide. If you really want to work with this creator, okay lang naman. But at least I'm going to tell you this is the possible headache that we will experience if we do decide to work with them. Okay, so at least you you at least you 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 provide at least uh, the the basis, or at least you you you, you manage expectations of your clients yeah, regarding right. the type of creators that they want. Now, right. um, okay, having said that, I want to take a look again at at, at the creators. No, um, mm. you've been here in the industry for ten years, so more or less, yeah. uh, you can tell us like more exact, more or less, and, and especially for many of the first time content creators or even experienced ones, what have you seen in terms of the characteristics? Of in terms of content uh, platform uh, and I guess the other unquantifiables or uh-huh. characteristics of a, a content creator 
uh, that gives them longevity or sustainability. And I'm coming from the idea that, for example, for myself, I've been hosting for the past, I guess, 20 plus yeah. years. And mm-hmm. the way that I see myself now is I'm a journeyman. I don't have to be the most popular the whole time. I just have to be consistent and have my niche. So people are, oh, he's professional. He can do a specific thing very well. I will hire his services every time in that yeah. in that regard. No. So mm-hmm. when it comes to content creation, uh, what have you seen to be sort of like the success secrets for them to be uh, to stay long, uh, to stay long in mm-hmm. industry in terms of mm-hmm. platform, uh, content, whether or not it's yeah. the content that they do or not, no, and, yeah. and other factors that, that make them uh, likable by brands? Right. That's a very good question. I get asked that all the time. Uh, but I always say the most successful creators are the ones that know exactly what they bring to the table. Okay. Yeah. For example, I mean, I don't want to name names, but the the most successful ones that I have in mind right now, they started as storytellers. They really had a story to tell, compelling story to tell, and they were consistent, right? A lot of the newer creators, I'm being very honest, huh? A lot of the newer creators are really just after the money, the brand deals, the fame, you know? So they're coming, I'm not saying that's not good, but they're coming from a place that's not sustainable, if you know mm-hmm. what I mean. I guess what you mean. How has work from home been treating you? Are you now working remotely or are you just about to start? Now, from my own experience, establishing a remote work environment can be challenging sometimes. And the thing is, whatever happens, you always need to show you are equipped and prepared. It's a good thing Glow Prepaid is here for just that. Through Go Plus 99 with Go Work promo, I can now enjoy a total of 16 gig of data with 8 gig of all the sites I need and 8 gig of data for apps that I love. On top of that, you also get unlimited texts to all networks valid for 7 days. To register, grab your mobile phone right now and head on over to their Globe One app, Gcash or dial asterisk 143 hashtag on your phone to access your working essential apps like Zoom, Facebook Meeting Room, Yahoo Mail, Microsoft Teams, WhatsApp, Viber, and Telegram. Face your challenges with confidence at work. With Glow Prepaid's Go Work promo, register now. Being able to reach everything you need is probably one of the best accessibility points one can ask for, especially now during the new normal. Only those who have made advancements on platforms that give real-time quality services can provide these to many people. That's why for me, I go for O'Banana Corp. To experience their convenient and customer satisfaction-driven service that provides me with all the online premium products under one seamless platform. So, if you want to make your everyday sourcing easier and smoother, go with O'Banana Corp and sign up now. Yeah, diba? Parang how do you how, what what drove the more It's like the, it's like they're missing the why. Like in Simon Sinek, yeah, yeah, what's, yeah. what's your why? What's your why in doing the Correct. content? Parang ganyan, diba? Correct. What's their why? Because their why, I would say, is very mababaw at this time. A lot of them, a lot of the newer ones, 
the why is very mababaw. Parang, oh, my idol is doing that. I wanna, I wanna also be able to buy that Hermes bag. And this creator has bought the Hermes bag already. You know what I mean? So it's so babaw, no? But the more successful ones, it took them also years to be there, you mm-hmm. know? And if, if it took them less time, perhaps kung overnight success, quote-unquote sila, kung overnight famous sila, it might take them a lot more time to sustain that. Yeah. Yeah, so what a lot of the newer creators don't see is that it takes years of work. Diba? What you see lang right now, face value, perhaps hindi talaga niya maka-capture what, what work really went to it. But more than the work, you know, it's really the passion, the consistency, more than, more than thinking about money, monetization all the time. Because if you remember the monetization naman of the social platforms, it wasn't there at the beginning. And and I'm speaking beginning like ako RJ started blogging 2001. Mm-hmm. And back then it was storytelling, literally storytelling. We would write a very, very long blog entry and tell people to read it. You know, and we built our quote-unquote followers, fan base back then because people wanted to read our stories. That's right. That's right. Yeah? That's right. I and agree even, with you. And even the most successful creators right now are really storytellers. They're storytellers. Yeah. So um, I, I think that's um, what yeah. what a lot of the newer creators yeah. lack. And just to relate to you something, I mean, coming from my own industry, mm-hmm. uh, in, in the food industry, like from Mercato Central, you know, what we've realized, especially uh, in food, is that people are not just buying your food. The people are mm-hmm. buying the story behind your food. Okay. When I had Ding Dong over here, Ding Dong Dantes, you know, we were talking as well. He was saying, you know, lahat tayo makakagawa ng adobo or kare-kare, di ba? Oh, Bakit ang oh. bibili ng kare-kare sa inyo? Kasi maganda yung kwento mo tukul dyan, di ba? It's a Correct. heritage recipe. It's something that you have. Uh-huh. And you must be able to tell that story very, very well. Or even the World Food Congress, which was held here a couple of years ago. I mean, there are 20 stalls from around the world, but which one do you eat in? It's a good thing that each one has a, like a, a tarp outside which tells the story of their food because when you get together and you talk about the food experiences, you're talking about, oh, this is a, a 400-year-old dish. Yeah. You know, so people, all of a sudden, there's a story coming out. And yeah. I also like what you were saying that it's not an overnight success because mm-hmm. um, one of my good friends, Dimples Romana, diba? mm. um, Dimples, diba? if you think about it, it's like she she rocketed to, to success with her role in, in um, anong, anong, um, no, anong Oh, but the thing is, oh. she's been around for the longest time. Oh. But you know, but you think that her success is just uh, now lang. But she she built her reputation. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah that, that's right. But 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 she, I mean, the way that she built her reputation over many many years. Parang dito, I mean, when she when she hit her success and she keeps on going and she's building up on her success was really built on years of building the credibility right. over there. It's not it's not an overnight success. Uh, uh, that that came to her kagad, and that's I think that's one thing that 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 I want to say. And I'm, I'm gonna go back. I'm gonna go back now to the comments. Uh, like first, Blagapalooza, sustainability is key. I love that. Let's put, let's highlight that comment mm-hmm. over there. Sustainability is key, and we know that. And we have over here Daniela Flores saying she's loving the insights here tonight in the show. And Dennis Francisco saying I agree with storytelling. It's more sustainable and creates more uh, brand credibility. Now, having said all that, one there there might be upcoming content creators also want to join. Like here, Jay, Jay Tolentino is asking over here, do you also serve clients outside the Philippines and also do you accept content creators coming from abroad? So tell us a bit more, if, if I want to become part of the, the Blogapalooza family and I'm, I'm an OFW or somebody based abroad, can I join? And are your clients for the brands just based here or are they even brands that are based uh, abroad? Mm-hmm. 
Very interesting question, though. Uh, we service a lot of clients abroad, like even in most, <laughs> I'd say, even obscure, but like weird places like St. Vincent and the Grenadines. Okay, we, have a, we have a client from Luxembourg. So, uh, and, and the reason for that, I believe, is, you know, naman, Philippines is the social media capital. So we, and, and we speak English very well. So a lot of the foreign brands, they want to engage Filipino content creators because we really touch and we are able to touch an influ- a, a very, very huge market. <laughs> parang, parang puro influencer. But we're able to touch a very huge market because now we speak good English. And that's what a lot of international clients go for. Sipimo, in the Philippines, it's so easy to get 1 million views. You don't get that elsewhere. I mean, Indonesia is an exception. But, you know, Filipino and, and Filipinos are very, I'd say, sobrang makabayan. Love, love your country, if you know what I mean. Parang, oh, Pinoy yun, Pinoy pride, you know what I mean? Yeah, Kaya, yeah. It's, it's, so, it's so easy to engage Filipino content creators. So yes, we service brands, clients outside the Philippines. And we also work with creators outside the Philippines. Mga Pinoy sa ibang bansa. Yeah. Because they also have a Filipino audience. Okay. Uh, now let's let's go a bit more into, into content creation. I think many of them want to ask this as well. No, yeah. what have you seen also? Okay, if you're going to get into the mechanics of it all, what have you seen as being the the success secrets or best practices when it comes to influencer marketing in terms of uh, I guess which platform or all platforms, length of time, uh, execution. What are these other things which you know if you could have told those content creators at the start? they could have gotten off quicker, better, faster, more efficiently, or more effectively. Mm-hmm. What should they, what should have they known when they started off para mas okay yung, yung, yung kanilang uh, influencer career? Okay. Cliché na answer, pero ito talaga yung tamang answer. You really have to know what you bring to the table. Saan ka magaling? Like one of my mentors would say, ano ang naihahain mo sa mesa? You know, what's your value? What's your value? And when you're very, very clear about your value or even the story that you want to communicate, people will remember it. And I remember also, RJ, you mentioned this in one of the events that you judged sa Blogapalooza. You were mentioning to the contestants, what are you good at? What will people remember you for? Such that when they think of this particular thing, they think of you. It's the same with content creation, Parang if you If you talk to me about, oh, uh, who's, who's a good travel travel creator in terms of say solo travel oh, there, there are names that are going to really pop in your mind or parang who are the good food content creators for that matter because you're in that you're in that industry diba? there are really going to be people who's top of mind and and if a creator wishes to be successful in this field the value has to be very very clear because it's very much like showbiz may mga nagiging superstar Pero meron mga talagang pang, pang second, second lead lang or extra or if you know what I mean. But everybody has their place. Ha? I'm not saying that's mm-hmm. not good. Mm-hmm. It's just that there are those who are really going to be superstars because the value is very, very strong. You know what I mean? So um, I think that's the most important thing. You have to be very, very clear about your value. What do you bring to the table? And for us in Blogapalooza, we've summarized that into three E's. Mm-hmm. Three E's. The very first one is entertainment. Entertainment value. Diba? That's why there are creators na sobrang sikat kahit loko-loko lang. <laughs> because, because they have entertainment value. Right? 
The second one is educational value. There are creators that are very, very successful because, you know, you just want to watch them because you're learning a lot from them, right? Or, yeah, they, they just teach you a lot of things. The third one is empowerment. You know, you like watching them because, oh, I get inspired, but I want to be better at life because, mm-hmm. because I watch this creator. So there has to be a very, very clear value that you're communicating. I get that. And that's the secret to longevity. Wow. But no, <laughs> the, the, this, this is the other one I wanted to ask as well, um, which is also interesting. Now, let's, talk, let's take a look, a look naman now from the perspective of a brand or rather a company, right? Looking, at, looking to engage uh, a mm-hmm. content creator naman this time around. And, you know, I mean, these things I know, no? I mean, from my own experience, but then I, maybe it's better to elaborate coming from you uh, because mm-hmm. you, you've seen all these brands. Number one is um, how should brands properly engage content creators to get the best value from them, I guess. No? Or mm-hmm. how should they choose? How, how should they vet I, if a content creator is somebody that they should approach or, or not approach? And, you know, and the second thing is that, um, you know, there, there's, a, the, there's an argument that, you know, there, there are, you know, you, you choose people, do you choose people based on the number of people that they reach, their audience, or people with, mm. a, with a very, very niche audience, but they are specific to the interest or, or, mm-hmm. or something that, that's related, related to your brand. So let's start mm-hmm. off, Muna, with, with, uh, with companies or brands who are trying to engage content creators. Yeah. What are their lookouts? What, is, what should they know? The very first thing that they should do is their goal. They have to be very, very clear about their goal. Why are you, why are you engaging influencers in the first place? Do you want them to be amplifiers of a message? Do you want them to be spokespersons? Or do you just want them to you know, co-create content with you. The purpose, the goal has to be very, very clear to the brand because everything will come from that. What do I mean? Okay, if your goal, for example, is straightforward purchase, you know, you gotta engage influencers that really drive purchase. Yung talagang malaki ang bu- malakas ang boodle factor, if you know what I mean, right? But not a lot of influencers are very good with that, you know? Although, there are also influencers that are very strong in terms of reach, in terms of the awareness metrics. So if you're mm-hmm. launching something, you, you know, you have to engage influencers that are really, really good with the eyeballs, with the reach. Yeah? Or if, or if wala masyadong budget, you also have to know your budget, by the way. If wala masyadong budget, okay, what can we do? Do we, do we send massive products or... Do we engage the smaller creators on a more frequent scale? You know what I mean? So it, the very first thing that they have to know and, and put to heart is their goal. What is the goal? And then coming from that, they have to plan accordingly. They have to make sure, okay, if this is the goal, who are the, who are the influencers that we can engage? Ah, we should engage this because marami siyang followers. Yeah. Oh, oh, ah, we should engage this because very influential siya in that specific community that we want to reach. Or, ah, we want to engage this influencer because it's good to be associated with this influencer in the long run. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. there are many different ways of attacking that, whatever the goal is. And there are also a lot of creators that will bring value to that campaign depending on the goal. Yeah. So we always, we always flesh it out with the client. If your goal is like this, this is the best approach. Yeah. Do they? That's why. Do you, yeah, please, please go. Please continue. Please yeah, continue. That's why whenever we would recommend executions for clients, it always is. It always has to be anchored sa goal nila. 
Sometimes we engage individual influencers. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we engage the big ones. Sometimes we engage a lot of small ones. Sometimes we engage communities even. Like your Let's Eat Pare, your Home Bodies, your Best of the Best Manila. You know, sometimes we engage communities. Sometimes we engage live streamers. They're super low follower on Instagram or the, 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 the platforms that are more major. But they have super duper huge following in the, in the marketplaces. Last live talent sila, you know what I mean? So there are many different ways of really doing influencer marketing to meet the goals of the client, of the brand. It always has to, it always has to start with a goal. And, and when, you, when you engage, let's say, no problem, but when you engage, let's say, Blogapalooza, um, have you already developed a sort of criteria? Like, okay, um, when a client goes to you, you go, um, what are the criteria that you kind of set aside? So when he, when he goes to you, is it based on reach, following, niche, uh, engagement? Uh, purchase, budol, awareness. Mm-hmm. Is, that, is that basically how you've, how you've kind of classified uh, all, of your, uh, all of your content creators? Yes and no. The harsh reality is that brands will always care about follower count. So the follower count is still a very, I'd say it's a major variable. Yeah. But I, I said no also because brands are starting to learn from their mistakes. Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. So a lot of them have also started exploring alternative executions more than what's super straightforward. So um we've seen we've seen brands activating in live stream, we've seen brands activating with communities. You know, there are alternative executions already more than the straightforward, hey, post about me. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and brands are also learning now because mm-hmm. before they would really force the artistas, the very big yes, names, yes. Oh. you know? They'd really force that because that's, that's the tried and tested way. But now they're more open to engaging micro-influencers, niche mm-hmm. influencers, mm-hmm. community influencers. Mm-hmm. So um, that's development that I see. Yeah. Um, if, if numbers, if it was a numbers game, if the brands were still looking at followers, what would be your advice for content creators to gather more followers? I guess. I mean, that means I'm trying to figure out now, if that's the initial way that brands see you. Um, should it be organically? Should it be buying the followers? Should it mm-hmm. be hiring a company which will put more people over, the, which which will which will which have ways to create followers for you, whether real or imagined? What's what's your advice? Well, ideally, it's always it always has to be organic. Ideally. Yes. Although I see the merits of engaging in activities that in, that I'd say bump the followers. I see the merits of that. Uh, I, I've seen a lot of creators do that also. Yung mga sasalis sa giveaways, you know, just to boost their followership. Mm-hmm. I, I don't see anything wrong with that, to be honest. It's frowned upon, pero I don't see anything wrong with that. Because it's a, it's a strategic way of getting more audience. And then, ang mahirap lang naman dyan, what do you do after? O nakuha mo na yung audience mo, dumami na followers mo, what do you do after to engage them? You know, so I don't see anything wrong with, they call it buying followers, but it's really for me more of getting people to see you, getting more people to be attracted to you. You know? Baga, that's those are the giveaway type, no? But like yeah, for me yeah, personally, yeah. I, I've received because, you know, uh, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm a bit of a media personality. People Perfect. have sent me personal messages. Um, can you, you want to buy media followers? You want to buy a following? Would you recommend those to our content, aspiring content creators, those type of uh, aggressive uh, uh, media agencies who want you to buy following? Yes and no, ha? Bakit? 
Yes, because you have to have a plan. You have to have a plan after. Eh, pag nakuha mo na, pag, ano nang pagkatapos? Kasi kung for show lang yan, I will not recommend, right? But if you're doing that to be very strategic, you want to attract more people, you want more people to see your content, and you do have a plan of really engaging them, and then okay lang para sa akin. These are not bots. These are real mm-hmm. people. So, I mean, why not? Diba? I mean, I you can you can actually pay Facebook nga to have more likes eh. eh. Why don't you do that na lang in a more, I'd say, practical way, diba? So, see, um, you know, I'm, I'm not totally against it. If you do have a plan on, like a follow-through plan, after those people follow you, ano na? As if it's only just for, oh, my followers, look at me, I have 100,000 followers. And then, it's just for that. Parang, parang wala namang silbe. You know what I mean? Really interesting yeah. conversation we're having here so far together mm-hmm. with Ace Gapos of Blogapalooza. Hope you guys are learning a lot. If you whether you're a content creator or when, or you're an, you're an agency or a brand that is looking to uh, patronize services of a content creator. But now let me just take another step back, Ace. Now I want to get more into your your own entrepreneurial background in, in coming up with this program. <laughs> how, how I hope you don't mind though. It's a ten-year-old program. So you're what you were you were in your early twenties when you actually developed. Blagapalooza, uh, is that right? The very interesting story is I wasn't part of the founding team. Uh, oh, okay. The founding team, yeah, the founding team were uh, they were anyway, they were they were under this. Um, it's a uh, it's the country's top blog before. Uh, so those were the founding team, talaga of Blagapalooza, and it was a hobby for them. Blogapalooza started as an event. That's why that's why it sounds very much like an event. Blogapalooza. Yeah, I mean, I remember I participated in the earlier Blogapalooza events. Yes, yes, uh, right. Many, yeah. many. So, so, so you, you weren't actually part of the founding team. You kind of just joined the founding team. Okay. I wasn't part of the founding team. But the full rights, the full ownership of the company was transferred to me in 2015. That's the year when I took over the company to lead the company moving forward. It wasn't even a company before, by the way. We only formalized it when I took over now. So okay. uh, when Blogapalooza started as an event in 2011, it used to be an event of when in Manila. Uh, and okay. and they did that for, I think, four years. So it wasn't an income-generating event? Or a community event? I believe it was an income-generating event naman for them. Okay. Uh, I wasn't privy. I, I'm not. I'm not privy to the details prior to me joining the company. Okay. The, or you know, but we formalized Blogapalooza only when I came in. So you know, the papers, the everything, 2015 lang talaga yan. So um, I could only speak of 2015 onwards. Yeah. So what did you see as the potential coming in? Because I mean, you could have done two things. You could have put up your own company, or you or you got into Blogapalooza. What were you seeing as the opportunity of you coming in? And why did they, if you don't mind me asking, why did they give it to you? Did you have to pay for it? Did you have the skill no. set? Grave. Oh, that's a very interesting story because I did not even ask for it. They offered it to me. They did not make me pay anything. It was really more of, ah, we don't, we don't know what to do with it anymore. Eh? But people are still looking for it. It has become tradition. I mean, the event. People are still looking for it. It has become tradition. So um, do you want to take over? And I'm like, kakagraduate ko lang ng grad school noon. And I didn't know what to do. So it was really right timing. As in, it was like everything aligned taga. Uh, by the way, I wasn't the first choice pa. But the first choice wow. of the person who will lead it, hindi talaga nagtugma yung schedules nila. And they, parang the meeting that they set, hindi sila kapag meet for three times. 
And the founders were like, oh, baka, baka she's not the best choice for it. So ako na yung second choice. So, you know, para sa akin siguro, baka destiny na rin. Baka destiny na rin siya. Baka luck na rin siya. But anyway, back to the story. Uh, yun nga, it was offered to me. It was given to me. I didn't have to pay for it. But I think the founders, the founders know me from way, way back. Kasi nga blogger ako. I started very, okay. very young. Yeah? And siguro they've seen me and and they also know me from Grab. When we launched Grab in the Philippines, we sponsored one of the Blogapalooza events in 2013. So that's how they got to know me. And then ayun, dun na. The rest is history. They offered it to me. I accepted. I formalized the company. I own majority of the company now. And uh, and yeah, we just grew it from there. Okay. Um, having said that, so the, the company kind of almost literally fell onto your lap. Or serendipitously, yes. you finished your MBA. Oh, mm-hmm. And then the program the program was there. It looks like you didn't even have to pay much to get to to, to get it. I mean, they, they, they moved it on to you. But then having okay. said that, no, so there's a difference between seeing that this is the company uh, that was that was put together and seeing that these are the pain points or you know, there's something that the company still needs to do moving forward. What did you realize right now that what did Blagapalooza have to evolve to from being a festival to being the company it is right now? What's that, what, is that, what, are the, what was the pain point that you discovered to make it, hey, this is not sustainable as a festival. It has to be right. this. Yeah, exactly that. Uh, when I took over in 2015, everybody knew Blagapalooza as an event. And... Siyempre, noong 2015, I was still learning the ropes. Eh. You know, I, I'm coming as a new player, technically. So I, I did the same thing. We did an event in 2015, and I said, mm, okay, grab it, up, grab it up, the, the work that goes into it, and then this is just what you get at the end of it. So, so coming from 2015, we were strategizing, how do we grow this? Mm-hmm. Because it's really not going to be sustainable if it's just a one-time event. If it's just mm-hmm. an annual thing that you do once a year, you know, so it's like, oh, uh, it might not be sustainable. So what are, what are ways to grow? And that's when we really started discovering things. Uh, we did, we, we, we launched a platform, like an influencer matching platform in 2016. Uh, I'm not saying that it failed. I, it was just not the right time it for it. It was a learning opportunity. Yes, correct. It was a very good learning opportunity because we launched it, we really ran it, pero people back then, they weren't ready for it. So, pero that, that exact system is what we're using now. So I think this is the right time for it. The time is right. It's ripe na. It's not anymore yeah. raw. So ripe na siya. That, that's, a, that's a really good idea. I mean, I want, I want to explore that a bit more if you don't mind. Because mm-hmm. like, there are some ideas like, you know, we launched a Mercato Central mm-hmm. uh, sh- website for especially during this pandemic and it wasn't that successful but what we learned from it we were able to create our mercato united kitchen because of all the insights which we gained from it we go "Ah, okay so this is the pain point there people uh like like the experience but it's disaggregated they want to just make one payment for all these brands that's where the kitchen came about so what was your learning the month so when you when you first launched it i'm sure champion nakakapagod a lot of pain points a lot of headaches but what emerged as being the best learning that helped evolve um, Blagapalooza to what it is today? Well, what I learned is that it's always difficult for brands to identify which influencers they need to work with. 
mm-hmm. it's like their number one question for us before. They knew that we had this very, very huge community. So they kind of had the feeling na, oh, baka naman kilala na ni Blogapalooza kung sino yung best. Because they've been here for quite some time. They mm-hmm. were the first in this industry. Baka naman they know na. And that's really, before ha, wala kaming plano maging agency before. It wasn't really mm-hmm. part of the plan. As in, you know, when I when I took over, it was an event. So the 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 corresponding plans, parang it was not really set in place. Right. Parang event, events lang para you, the business model would have been. I run events. I get I get advertisers, uh, sponsors for the event plus ticket sales, de ba? I mean, for me, that's the most basic thing for events. That's that's where you generate income, yes, right? Yes, yun na yun, yun na yun before. But then brands, agencies started approaching us. Blaga, can you also do this? Because we're finding it difficult, ganyan. And you know, naman, no, when you when you run a business, you really have to listen to people. You 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 really wanna. And as as an pain point, nyo, how can I help you? What problem can I solve for you? That's exactly it. Yeah. And that's where all of the developments came in. Yeah. So dun kami gumawa ng system, the platform, the matching platform uh, that proved to be okay. Hindi pa sila ready for this, so we launched another development. You know, we expanded in other countries. As in, we were listening lang. I was listening lang because, well, I'm a solo founder. So I was listening lang to people. And wala rin naman akong, walang negosyante sa family namin. I don't have, you know, family to look up to. It was really just mentors that I met while I was doing things na. So a lot of the things I learned on the job. Now, you said you bootstrapped the whole time moving yes. forward. I'm just curious right now. As you were learning this, you were burning money. So where did you get the money to actually, after it was passed on to you and it was still a festival, right? You said, mm-hmm. I'm guessing you made a bit of money from the sponsors or whatever ticket okay. sales. But mm-hmm. you gotta, you have to keep on running the business. Where was the money coming from when you were learning? Because that, that's a bit stressful there. Okay. Well, okay. We had some seed money. We started with 100,000 pesos in 2015. That was the investment of myself and the, the other founders. They're silent right now. They're silent founders. Uh, so the hundred thousand included everything that we needed, even the registration of the business. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we really had to economize things. Management talaga siya of cash. Yeah. So, asempre, when you only have that much money, you can't really hire a lot of people. Mm-hmm. So what I did was I did not hire. Sorry to disturb your podcast listening. I'm Jeremiah. How are you enjoying this podcast? If you like this one, check us out also on Kapamilya Chat. Listen on our virtual kwentuan at kulitan with your favorite artista. Brought to you by ABS-CBN Entertainment. Co-produced by Podcast Network Asia and powered by Podmetrics. Stay safe, Kapamilya! And I did everything, literally everything that you can think of RJ, I was doing. Except, of mm-hmm. course, the legal and the accounting. You know, we got some help there sa legal and accounting side. I hear there's you, I hear our, you. Oh, yeah. yeah, there's still our, ano, our, our legal counsel and our accounting firm right now. They're still the ones helping us. From, from the one talaga sila. Mm-hmm. Anyway, pero I did everything myself. Literally everything. And, and that was the life for four years. Until we hired our very first full-time employee in 2019. Wow. How was that for you? Well, it was a new experience. Pero it was also parang 
exciting kasi wow, we're growing. Look at me hiring my very first full-time employee. Before, nabuhay kami sa interns, nabuhay kami sa part-timers, and I was getting my money elsewhere. I wasn't okay, earning so, salary. So you were, you were, your other work outside of Blogapalooza was subsidizing Blogapalooza? Yes. Okay, get you. Mm-hmm. I've been, been there and done that as well. I know mm-hmm. exactly uh, where you're talking from. Was there a point when you were doing this Blogapalooza business that you were saying, I wanted to give up already? Because any entrepreneur oh gosh, goes, yes. to, goes to that uh-huh. experience, right? Uh-huh, right. Yeah, this was, ano, I, ever, I remember this very vividly. 2018 ito, and ako, ha. I'm very, very frugal, kuripot even. So, you know, I would very, very rarely spend. I'd only spend on the most necessary things. But there was this time I checked the bank account of Blogapalooza. It was 70,000 pesos. And I had I had two part-timers to pay. So, you know, when you're, when you're nearing the edge, what do you do? Diba? What do you do? And it was, a, it was, I was still very lucky, I believe, because a client came in. It's an international client. The work that, that we had to do was so much, sobra talaga. Pero I felt that, and the client was a difficult client, by the way. Oh my gosh. One of my most unforgettable moments. Yung mga tipong minumura ka na, yung mga parang, yep, yep, yung mga yep, yep. Yeah. Pero, pero you know, as in, yun, yung, yun lang yung first time ever na umiyak ako kasi hindi ko kinaya yung mental torture ng client. But, mm-hmm. but I had to, I had to take that eh kasi the survival of the company depended on that. You know, pero yun nga, it was the moment when 70,000 na lang yung pera namin, may babayaran kaming inter, may babayaran kaming part-timers. There's a very good opportunity that came. The work is so much. The client is so difficult. But survival depended on that. Wow. So, wala. Just did that. Tapos, wala. As in, just, I just took the, the emotional punches. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, yeah. And, uh, and that, that's, that's the entrepreneur, right? I mean, that's really... That's, talaga. But then, let's look at the flip side of that one. Where was the point when you realized, you know, wow, Blogapalooza has made it. Or parang, wow, we're, we're there. We're, we're actually, you know, we're, we're, we're on the way to success. What was that point for you when you were doing Blogapalooza? Nung, nung hindi ko na kaya. <laughs> nung, nung hindi ko na kaya mag-isa. So, um, 2018, medyo nararamdaman na namin yung growth. 2019, I felt like, wait, this is not your usual growth. Parang the demand for my time has been extreme. Yeah? So, it was, I might have lost RJ, but I will still tell a story. Yung ano, uh, it was a bit difficult for me to economize my time. So I felt that perhaps this is the time to get help. And so I got help. 2019 was when I got help. And then, again, even if I had extra hands, mm-hmm. even if I had extra hands, it was still not enough. So that's that was the time when I realized that okay, we might need to we might need to hire more, hire more, hire more. And right now we're a team of ten, still very lean. Wow. Still very lean. Yeah, we're still a we're, we're a team of ten and you know, we are we're we're hoping to hit nine digits revenue. Hopefully Oy. very soon. Oy, thank God. I got my good friend over here, Boss Alejandro Manyalak of Habitas Developments. He was my guest last week. Sabi niya, still listening here. Very interesting. You've got a really great story. And coming from Boss Andy, that, that, that really says a lot, no? 
Thank um, you. Uh, Ace, ito naman. Um, a good question I want to ask you is that come pandemic, right? Many of us reacted different ways. Like some, it was a boon to their business. Some, it was a big bane to their business. What happened to you guys when the pandemic hit initially? How did how did you guys react? And then what did you have to do to pivot to adjust to this new normal? Uh-oh. Well, two things for us, you know. I think a lot of the companies were shocked because, oh my God, work from home, ganyan. Pero kasi si Blaga Palusa, we've always been work from home. We've always mm-hmm. been work from wherever. So when when we were forced into a lockdown, it was just another day. Pero syempre, it's not, you don't naman live in a vacuum, eh. That's so right. the clients were all in a in a state of panic. Parang okay, what to do, what to do, what to do. And if you recall, no, that that time, parang wala talagang wala talagang lumalabas na pera sa mga companies because people oh, are trying oh. to conserve as much cash as they can. That's right. That's right. Oh yeah, yeah? yeah. So the very first time that we experienced zero sales, zero talaga, nakakaloka. <laughs> zero talaga. We we've never experienced that before. Pero during those months, the earlier parts of the of the pandemic, so the first 30, 60, 90 days, we focused on on improving what's inside. So um, we focused on polishing our policies, fixing things that we did not really focus on before. Nagkaroon na kami ng mga mga ano yung yung mga code of conduct, yung mga ano. <laughs> mga what I call the the plumbing. You're fixing the plumbing. Oh, mga ganun, yung mga hindi naman namin talaga pinapansin before. We we focused on that when clients were not coming in. So, how we coped with the pandemic was more of housekeeping. Yeah, we we did a lot of housekeeping, a lot of process improvements, you know, a lot of making sure na the visuals are nice para when we present to clients, it looks superb. Yun, we focused a lot on that. Super duper housekeeping. And then when when things started coming back, ayun na, bumuhos na ang biyaya. <laughs> yeah. Wow. But what did you have to pay? But did you have to innovate or iterate anything for business to get better? Did people realize that all of a sudden, I need more of the influencers right now because we can't leave the house? Because many businesses which had which were tech-enabled or e-commerce related were, were the oh. ones really doing well. What, what happened to you guys? What was your particular experience? The pandemic the influencers? was... Oh. The pandemic was a very good, I'd say, inflection point for our business. Sobra yung itinaas ng demand for influencers because, well, nagsara na din naman na EBS-CBN, you know. So, so people, people are really depending so much on digital, on online, on social media, and influencers had a lot to do about shaping perceptions of people, you know, of communicating stories of brands, of making people believe in things. You know, mm-hmm. so so it was really a good time for for our business to shine. It was really our time to shine, yeah. And and you know, it's it's not good to say this, pero nakabuti yung COVID sa 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 negosyo. Yeah, it was it's one silver the, lining for some. I mean, some it was just yeah. some it was just uh, quite opportune lang because they were already in the business, eh, right? I mean, it just happened yeah. to be uh, that mm-hmm. they were there. Oh, which is the case, especially for, for influencer marketing. Oh. Having said that, you know, I wish we had more time. A lot of people have, have a lot of great questions coming up. But this one more, I, I like to ask you uh, questions moving forward, Ace. No? First of all, like I said, there's a lot of content creators here right now listening. And I guess, and also a lot of brands listening. So from both of those perspectives, let's find out what do you think are the content creator opportunities moving forward? So it's both a strategic and creative decision moving forward. What do you think are the opportunities opening up as a result of the new and next normal 
for content creators. And then naman, from a brand standpoint, what are the opportunities emerging for brands in engaging content creators or create or perhaps becoming a content creator themselves as the new normal, you know, as we move towards the new normal? Right. Unahin ko na yung brands because sobrang daming exciting for the creators. For brands, a lot of opportunities in terms of co-creating content and really mm-hmm. maximizing budgets. Yeah? There was a time when you would need to spend millions to create just one piece of content material to be put on a TVC and air it even in prime time or whatever man yung time niyan sa TV. It entailed a lot of costs. Sobrang daming budget that you have to appropriate for that. But with the advent of content creators, with the rise of influencers, that same budget might reach times 10, times 20, times 100 even of what you used to achieve in television. And we have mm-hmm. case studies to prove that. Yeah? We've worked with a lot of brands who have talagang times 10 of what the metrics they used to have were like wow. Nung, wow. Nung when they were using TV with just influencer marketing. Yeah, and, and the targeting is impeccable. You talk to this influencer, you're going to talk to this kind of demographic. It's not like shoot and, it's not like hit and miss. Okay, got it. You know yeah, I mean? Wow, wow. Yeah, so yeah. for brands, it's really, it's really a good, it, it, it's, it, it's a good time to maximize influencers to make sure that the budget is spent as efficiently as possible. And must ma- ma- maximize natin your resources. For the creators, Oh my gosh, there are plenty of opportunities. The new technologies like yung mga NFTs, yung mga, yung mga platforms doing exclusive content, these are really, really good opportunities for creators to, to get more or maybe make, maybe make their passion sustainable or even make a career out of content creation. You know, it's a, it's a good time for creators talaga. The platforms are opening a lot of opportunities. You know, there's live streaming even. Uh, and dami, oh my gosh, there's, you know, there's an opportunity for you to create your own merch if you have your personal brand wow. Wow. To, to create a community and monetize from it. There are so many opportunities for creators. That's why this is a very, very exciting time to be part of this industry. And it can also be very overwhelming if you're just starting off. So uh, there's, there's a nice note over here from Blogapalooza. If you guys are interested, I guess, to start off with your content creator career, let's, let's post it right now. Um, Al, no? It says over here, you may send us an email at info at uh, blogapalooza.ph or visit our website, www.blogapalooza.ph for more information. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I'm sure a lot of people want, I mean, right now, they're, I mean, they're a bit overwhelmed and hopefully, Ace, if they go to you, is there a way that you can direct, you can direct them to start off their career or do they have to be somebody na already doing something before they go to you? What would you suggest? They're inclusive tayo dito. There's always place for everybody. So, you know, perhaps you won't get the brand deals right away, but let's get you exposed to brands. Let's get you in front of people, you know, para they would know you, para they would, you know, they would see what you have, you know what I mean? Uh, it could be that. Okay. And, and then the, the last question I want to ask you is, no? and uh, we, we were we were mulling it over before this, before this podcast started was this one. I mean, uh, if you weren't doing right now influencer marketing, because you know the way I see it is that it kind of fell on your lap uh, in 2015. Mm-hmm. You had just graduated MBA, you didn't know what to do. Mm-hmm. This came over here, and you were you know you had to do it because kumbaga you were ano, uh, good to go ka na, di ba? You, you couldn't really at that point hindi ka makabak out, di ba? Um, mm-hmm. But looking at the opportunities emerging right now, if you weren't doing this one, what are you seeing as the emerging opportunities? Because you're seeing different brands, you're seeing people who work with brands, you're seeing content creators and what they do. 
what are the opportunities you'd be pursuing right now if you weren't pursuing right now running this company? Ay, nako, that's a difficult question. Pero siguro I'll work na lang in media because I really find the industry very interesting. I'll work. I'll, I'll be working perhaps in a media company, a PR company, an advertising agency. I'll probably or magartista na lang siguro ako. <laughs> But, grabe, kasi alam ko na, alam ko na ngayon, ganun pala yung kinikita ng mga artista. So, I think that's going to be, I think those industries are going to be attractive for me also. So, it's still, oh. you know, ano pa rin, it's still in line with what I'm doing, although not entirely influencer marketing, if you know what I mean. But, yeah, I'll be working in those industries siguro. Yeah. And, and having said that, in general, if people were to pursue these other industries, what do you see as the sunrise or great, great industries to get into right now? Um, you talked about media, but what about media right now? As do you see as as emerging media where people can still really, uh, you know, create create great opportunities or or you know create a, a strong niche or strong following in? I have to say live stream. It's really live stream right now. If you wanna if you wanna get into content creation and you wanna make a quick dent. Live stream, talaga yan. I mean, I, I mean, I could, I could. That's a, that's an entirely different story. But live stream right now in China is so big, so mm-hmm, big. That's right. That's there right. Are, that's right. Oh, you know, there are even like lots of buildings with a lot of studios inside, and there are live stream sessions happening. Oh, I mean, perhaps maybe hundreds every hour. That's how big live streaming is, and I'm seeing that the Philippines will also be like that. I, yeah. I, I, it's a, it's a fearless forecast. Magiging ganun din kalaki ang live streaming in, yeah. the, in, the, in the Philippines. So, um, you know, creators could explore that. But they could also explore, you know, crypto because it's also a sunrise industry, you know. And yeah. there are plenty of opportunities there for creators. Sobrang dami. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, that's why, you know, we had on the show a couple of uh, months ago, Yasneri Surya, of course, a shop retainment. And, Yes. I, I did see that it, it, it's something that, 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 you know, if you can develop that skill set, because, you know, Yas has got a specific skill set, really, to be able to sell online and entertain. And that's very interesting right. uh, for people watching us here right now. That's another great episode to watch. And if you're into crypto, I had another episode together with the guy putting up one of the first uh, Filipino cryptocurrencies, Pancake King. Uh, they also have mm-hmm. a crypto coming out here as well. Uh, and I want to just put out a comment over here from Ophelia Bernarte. Saying empowering blogalooza, a uh, blogapalooza. I love the story. So again, thank you so much, uh, Ace, for coming here on board and, and sharing your story. You've inspired so many people, not just by your story, but also content creators who need some inspiration or guidance, and even some brands. No, uh, but before we close out, finally, our podcast here tonight. What's that final tip that you want to leave to all the entrepreneurs and content creators listening to us here right now? If there's anything that you want to sum up from your 10 years of running this business, uh, what would you like to convey to them here right now? If they're, you know, they also want to, I guess, become as successful and as resilient as you. Um, well, the first thing that came to my mind is you always have to listen and you have that you you have to have that thirst for learning and uh, oh my gosh and dami ko sasabihin um no problem ano go, ahead, go ahead <laughs> go ahead and i guess again but like but like a lot of people would 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 tell tell this naman about me you know i'm super energetic every day whatever time of the day your energy goes always there up there so um if you're an entrepreneur you have to be energetic 
you have to be energetic about your business, energetic about life, energetic about learning, energetic about your people. You know, mm. yeah. So I think you na lang energy, energy Ener- na lang. And where, where does the energy come from? Which caffeine do you take? <laughs> Which caffeine well, drink do you take? Or uh, what what keeps you what keeps you full of energy? I'd like to believe, and this will sound cheesy. The source of unlimited energy is love. It's love for what you do. It's love for the teams that you're working with. It's my love for the community. It's my genuine love and concern for the people that we serve, for the clients that we manage, for the influencers that believe in us. You know, if, if I, I'd like to believe that's really the source of unlimited energy. It's love. You know, you look at moms. Ang moms hindi napapagod. Well, parents in general, because you're a dad. But you know, parents, they will never get tired. Kahit gaano yan ka, kapagod, kahit gaano pa yan ka-stress. If, 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 their, if their child would need them, di ba? Buhay ka, gising ka, may energy ka. Where does that unlimited energy come from? It's love. Got that. Again, thank you so much, Mr. Gapos. Uh, of Blogapalooza. We really appreciate your time. And again, guys, this has been the RJ Ledesma Podcast. If you enjoyed listening to our podcast, please do subscribe to the RJ Ledesma Podcast. Invite more of your friends to listen in as well. Again, thank you so much, Ace, and we will see you next Thursday. This coming Thursday for our next RJ Ledesma Podcast. Thanks so much for listening, guys. See you on Thursday. The views and opinions expressed by the podcast creators, hosts, and guests do not necessarily reflect the official policy and position of Podcast Network Asia, the hosts of the program, or other programs of the network. Any content provided by the people on the podcast are of their own opinion and are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual, or anyone or anything. 